Chapter Eleven of The Rover Boys Out West by Arthur Winfield. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perard. Chapter Eleven Brought to Trial. By jinks, we'll have to be on our good behavior, observed Tom after he had read his father's letter. That's so responded sam father means to have a study or else we must stay here during the spring term as anticipated alexander pop reached cedarville tuesday afternoon he came first to putnam hall and was warmly received both by the rover boys and by the others who knew him as an old hand around the hall glad you have come back alec cried tom i declare it looks as if you belonged here yes sah and i don't feel like i belong here too massa tom answered the colored man remember the sport we used to have put in sam deed i does massa sam and de tricks you's lads used to play on dis yer coon and aleck smiled broadly captain putnam also came forward to greet pop there had been a time when the captain had suspected pop of stealing and the colored man had run away in preference to being sent to jail but now it was known by all that the faithful negro was innocent and the master of the hall was sorry that he had ever accused the man pop i miss you a great deal he said kindly if ever you are out of work again come to me and i will let you stay here as long as you please tank you cap'n putnam i remember dat but i done love de robbers ain't no use to talk and so long as da wants me to stay by em why dat's where you will find alec pop yes sir and he bobbed his head to emphasize his words i do not blame you for sticking by them answered the captain for they always stood up for you of course some of the boys could not help but have some fun with pop some ran off with his hat and when they returned it to him it was half full of flour although he did not know it mustn't do dat larry colby he said as he took the hat dis nigger done catch coal in his head without a hat and then they clapped the headgear on his head very carefully only a bit of larry's sport said frank come in the captain wants to give you some supper before you start out for the stanhope's place never suspecting that anything was wrong aleck pop entered the kitchen attached to the academy where mrs green the matron had a nice supper spread for him how do you do aleck she said pleasantly as he came in how do you do mrs green he answered and took his hat off with such a flourish that part of the flour swept into her face and the balance landed over the supper table oh oh screamed mrs green what in the world have you done i am covered with flour from head to foot and then she began to sneeze with great violence deed mrs i don't chew replied pop sneezing i didn't ker-choo but you did ker-choo she answered 
You covered me with Kachu! Kachu! Oh, you Kachu! And then she went off into another prolonged sneeze. Pop had gotten some of the flour in his eyes. Indeed, his face was white from top to bottom, and it was several minutes before he could see what he was doing. His sneezing made him bump his head against the kitchen shelf, and at a point where sat a bowl of rice pudding. Part of the pudding was plastered to his forehead, while the balance turned over onto the cat sleeping on the floor. Meow! wailed the cat, and started across the kitchen on a run, nearly upsetting Mrs. Green in its hurry to get away from more trouble. Stop! Did you kick my pet cat? screamed Mrs. Green. Oh, you kachoo! You brute! I never kachoo! Kachoo! And then she had to stop talking and let the sneezing have full play. I didn't kick kachoo! Nothing, spluttered Alec. I's done kachoo! Dem boys done kachoo! Dern boys did it! Did what? Put flour in my hat. The old boy, take him. Finished Alec, and then he blundered out of the kitchen and tried to find Larry and the others. But all of the cadets who had been watching proceedings through the kitchen window had vanished and could not be found. A couple of hours later, Tom and Dick took the colored man down to the Stanhope cottage. Mrs. Stanhope already knew the man well as did dora and both were glad that he had come to stay with them pop had brought along a pistol and also a war club he had picked up in africa and declared himself ready to meet any and all comers i's done learned how to shoot putty straight he remarked so the fellows what prowls around better look out for themselves Crabtree is in jail, so you will only have Dan Baxter to guard against, said Dick, and I hardly think he will show up in a hurry. That night, Dick and Tom had a long conversation with Mrs. Stanhope. The lady was very nervous, and when asked if she would appear against Josiah Crabtree, she shivered from head to foot. I, I cannot do it, she said brokenly. Do not ask it of me he he i cannot face him without he makes me feel as if i were in his power he is something of a hypnotist said tom cannot you remember that and nerve yourself against coming under his spell but the lady only shivered again no no i have tried it for dora's sake but i cannot do it i am horrified at his influence but i cannot withstand it then you will keep away from the courtroom when he is tried yes i must i will get my doctor to issue a certificate that i am ill will you let dora testify if she wishes to do so there the matter rested and the two boys sought out dora it is too bad said dick on the way mrs stanhope is on the verge of a nervous collapse and I believe it is all on account of Crabtree's doings. Yes, and I am afraid she will never get away from his influence. If he hadn't been something of a hypnotist, I don't believe she would 
ever have taken to him at the start as she did when dora was told of what her mother had said she felt like crying and the tears stood in her eyes i know it all only too well she said i am glad mamma will not face him why he would influence her into declaring that he was innocent but you will testify won't you asked dick earnestly if you wish it dick but i hate the publicity crabtree ought to be put where he can do your mother no further harm yes i feel that too and you must remember how he helped to abduct you i haven't forgotten that dick and tom remained until it was quite late and then almost ran back to the hall for the captain had told them not to be out after eleven o'clock for several days matters ran smoothly at the hall then came josiah crabtree's trial and all of the rover boys went to the county seat to remain several days with them went dora and her uncle john laney the former teacher's trial lasted longer than expected and the jury were out the best part of a night before arriving at a verdict in the end much to the rover boy's surprise crabtree was sentenced to six months in the county jail instead of two several years in the state's prison i can't understand it muttered dick when they were on the way back to the hall he must have hypnotized the judge who tried this case the verdict was a disappointing one yet it was something to know that crabtree would be out of the way even that long before he gets out you can be on your trip to buffalo and the great lakes said dick to dora and perhaps you can hide your whereabouts from him so that he can't get at your mother to try on his game again i will certainly try to throw him off the track answered the girl i never want to see him again captain putnam was anxious to learn how the trial had ended and came from the academy on horseback to meet the boys well it is something he said half smiling but you are right he deserved more i knew he was no good said tom knew it from the first time i met him when he was head assistant here and placed me under arrest for shooting off a firecracker at the gate at this captain putnam laughed outright you have a good memory thomas i must say well you are square now as you boys call it end of chapter eleven